whether it's this small or this big, this shallow or this deep, or this narrow, this wide, we all have troubles. We all have trials. How many people don't have any trials or troubles? Yes, we do, every single one of us. And if you do, I'm glad you're here because we have a message for you. God has a message for you. You know, uh, last week, uh, Luke spoke on why does God allow trials? Why does God allow trials in our lives? Why can't we just live peacefully without any troubles and sufferings and things like that? Just, just you know, be happy and be calm and be trouble-free. Well, that's because we all want something in our lives. If you don't want anything, if you don't want anything, if you could do that, we won't have any troubles and sufferings. Just think about it. If you eliminate any desires, nothing, we won't have any troubles. The case of point might be like Olympians who wants to go and acquire, win medals, whether it's gold, silver, or bronze. They want it. And because they want those things so much, they go through trials. They go through the sufferings. You go tell any Olympian, say, you don't have to do anything to win the medals. They'll laugh at you. They know they got to go through that trial and suffering, the pain and sweat in order for them to be able to or have a chance to win gold medals, silver medals or bronze medals, all the recognition. Because we desire something. We desire something from our spouse. We desire something from our friends, our brothers and sisters, desire from the church, work. When you get, don't get things, we go into troubles and sufferings. Sometimes it's beyond our control. We want our life to be smooth, but things happen. That is totally beyond our control. Yes, last week Luke showed us how his family had faced their cousins dying from motorcycle accidents and how other cousins were being paralyzed physically. And it's even for me, well, this are something big. And for me, in waiting in the hospital for my surgery, how often do I ask God, why are you doing this to me? Why am I have to go through these challenges and trials and tribulations? What did I do to you? Did you ever say that to God? What did I do to you? In conclusion of the matter that Luke said last week was simply this. God uses trials to sanctify us. Oh, wait a minute. Sanctify? That's like Christian jargon. Stop saying those jargons and big words. What sanctification we've been studying for the last several months is basically growing in grace. It's being closer and closer to becoming like Christ. It's acquiring the wisdom and the knowledge of our Lord, Savior. 
And when you receive this knowledge and wisdom from our Lord Savior, you know what you get? You get that hidden treasure. That's where the real hidden treasures are. You may say, well, treasure really is just silver and gold. No, wait a minute. If you want to go get silver and treasure, you've seen so many movies, they give you a little piece of map. It talks about where that might be. Well, that's the word. You need those words. You need those documents. You need, you need to hear it in order to be able to get it. And the Bible is basically saying you need the word of God to be able to get those silver and gold in life, the treasure, the hidden treasure. So first, let us just as we continue our series on growing grace, Let's remind ourselves our theme scripture, 2 Peter 3.18 says, but grow in grace. Don't be static. Don't just sleep on it just because you have received grace. Don't just sleep on it. If you sleep on it, whether it's a, 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 a grace, the metal that you have received, it's going to cover with dust, not be able to see it. But grow in grace and also in the knowledge, the wisdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is sanctification, the process of becoming better and better in his eyes. The second thing is that when God gives us trial, he gives us trial to show us, hand it to us, the hidden treasure. And your job today is to receive in such a manner that, yes, silver or gold is good, is what we desire, but the greater than silver and the gold is God's treasure. And that's what we will talk about it. What is that God's treasure? Now, it takes a special person to really understand there's something greater than the silver and gold. These are very difficult for us. When you listen to what I say, you say, yeah, that makes sense. No, it doesn't. In real life, it doesn't work like that. That's why it takes a special person. It takes a godly person. It takes guys like you to be able to say, yeah, there's something greater than silver and gold. Why is it so difficult? Because all your life, you're conditioned to reach out for silver and gold. When you're in elementary school and high school and college, your friends, your family members will shake you up and say, you're going to have to study hard so you can reach the position of silver and gold. When you come to work, you're going to work hard and do well so you can reach to get the position of silver and gold. We've been conditioned all our lives to pursue silver and gold. We haven't really emphasized on pursuing the knowledge and wisdom of our Lord Savior. And that's growing grace. That's why the Bible says growing grace. And when you do grow in grace, uh, grace, it's not just like you're just being uh, nice. You're just becoming like Christ. Oh, yeah, he is really godly man and woman. It's more than that. God is going to show you treasure. A hidden treasure is deep buried in your troubles. Did you know that? 
in your trial, whatever trial you're going through, if you want to go find the silver and gold, the true, true, the real treasure, it's in there. That's the message of today. That's what it is. It's not outside of your trial and tribulations. It's inside of it. Psalm 119, 71, 72. It was good for me to be afflicted. It is good for me to be what? To have a trial. For, 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 for suffering. For me to go through the suffering or for us to go through. It's good. Why? So that I might learn your decrees. That you might learn the knowledge and wisdom that's growing in grace. We cannot really grow in grace without being afflicted. You cannot really have a chance to be able to go and earn silver and gold medals until you sweat in pain. There is absolutely no way. The law from your mouth, God's mouth, is more precious to me than thousands, thousands of pieces of silver and gold. It's right there. I know by now, having lived a little bit, you guys, that people have told you enough many times, silver and gold will give you an instantaneous happiness, but not forever. In fact, when you have a silver and gold, you know what happens? It gets you into more troubles. All of a sudden, people around you want that. You have more conflicts, more troubles. So what are those things that are better than silver and gold? It says it right here, Psalm. I'm glad that I'm in conflicted. I'm glad that I am in trial. Because this way I'm going to learn about the wisdom and knowledge of God. The wisdom and knowledge that comes from your mouth is going to be far, far more valuable than the thousands of pieces of silver and gold. That's the wisdom. That's growing in grace. If you can totally, completely accept this, you're growing in grace. So what are those things that are better than silver and gold? Well, they are insight. When you have insight, you can get more and more of things that you desire. Special insight, new vision, new perspective, new life, new start, new beginning. It's a process of getting Better, a process of growing, process of uh, purification in God's eyes. It is a process of sanctification. Let's look at some of the pretty basic examples. Say you're like really hungry and you're given a choice. Do you want a hamburger or a job? Which one would you take? Let's say it was after World War II. Let's put this situation a little more realistic, not like right now. Like after World War I, World War II, Korean War, everybody's devastated, everybody's hungry. There's no hope. There's just, they don't know how to live next day to uh, next. And you're hungry, and you have been given a choice. Do you want a hamburger? Maybe it's in Asia, it would be noodle. Do you want a hamburger, or do you want a job? Hamburger, yes. <laughs> Only a fool will pick a hamburger. 
right? But you know that answers, whoever shouted hamburger is correct. Because in the Bible, someone that we know very well in the Bible was a fool enough to pick hamburger over job. Who was that? Esau sold his birthright to Jacob for a bowl of soup. That's what we do, guys. You think we're like better than others? No, many of us, not all of us, I hope not, tend to pick hamburger. How about if you're given a choice? Either a fancy car or true lover, true love. Fancy car or true love? The car. I love cars. I don't have any other vice. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't do any of the stuff. And, and I got a lot of extra uh, spare cash that other people spend on other stuff and I don't need to spend. So I'd rather spend on a car. If you're given a choice, a fancy car or true love, only a fool will pick a car. You guys are full. <laughs> now, it's the real question. If you're given a choice, silver or gold, or the knowledge and the wisdom of our Savior, Jesus Christ, which one would you pick? <laughs> many people, many people in real world will pick silver and gold. And every single one of us are guilty of this. This means that we are all fools. But aren't you glad God is all about grace? <laughs> so trial that we face is a process of seeing his treasure. Trial is means to find his, God's treasure that God has prepared all along for us. We must face it. We must walk through it. So what are the real treasures that God has hidden for us to have? Well, first, let's look at our Lord Christ Jesus. God revealed the real treasure through the trial of Jesus. And what was that? That is far, far greater than thousands and tens of thousands of pieces of silver or gold. God revealed the real treasure through the trials of Jesus. What was that? That hidden treasure that was in, deep inside of Jesus' trial was grace. Grace to save. Silver and gold would never save us, but the grace can save. It's the most powerful one. His trial gave birth to this very grace. This treasure called grace was hidden in Jesus' trial all along. And nobody saw it. 
Nobody knew it except God himself. So when you face trial in grace, you are growing in grace. You are on your way in finding the hidden treasure. So you ready for this? When you are growing in grace, you are on your way in finding the very hidden treasures. So what does God want to show with the trial that we face? He uses trials to bring us back. You know, that's a treasure. Just think about the story in Prodigal Son. He used up all the silver and gold. He had no place to go. He was hungry, basically naked. And Father says, you may come back. I want you back. That's a treasure worth far, far more than silver and gold. And this prodigal son know it because he experienced it. He has sinned silver and gold. He thought what silver and gold could do but he found out the consequences of silver and gold and became hungry and naked. When he had a chance to come back to his father's house, that was treasure. Trials help us to endure, and that's a treasure. If you have an ability, if you acquire this much more ability to endure such sweat and pain, that's a treasure because that would lead to that silver and gold that you might be seeking, what the God would desire for you to have. Trials wakes us up so that we make no more of the same mistake. Think about that. Think about that. You could, you made a small mistake, and if you're not gained any treasurable, treasure lessons, you can make the same mistake again, again, and they're going to cost you. You're going to have a lot of stain scars in your body. Trials help us to depend on him. Now, that's a treasure. If you're not to depend on others, boy, you could be so, so comforted. You can find a way to move on with life instead of trying to do things by yourself. Trials enable us to better help others, which was or which is the ultimate command in the entire Bible. All the laws and prophets are summed up to this love your neighbor as yourself. When you acquire that wisdom and knowledge to be able to do, that's a treasure. You may not see that treasure within a day or two, but I know, and God knows for sure, maybe 10 years later, 15 years later, 20 years later, when you need the most, it will come as silver and gold. As a treasure. So where are God's treasure? So we already said it. It's inside of your trial that you're going through right now. Don't try to blow it away. Endure it. But Stay steadfast in Christ so that you can actually see the treasure. How do we know that trial truly, truly leads us 
to the hidden treasure. As I said earlier, just now, because Jesus has overcome the world. That's why. John 16, 33. I said these things to you. That in me you may have peace. Now that's a great statement. It's it's statement of comfort. But next verse will show us how he's going to give us peace and comfort. Peace and comfort that is silver and gold. How is that? The treasure. In this world you will have tribulations. Don't try to avoid it. When it comes, just think of it sometimes as ah, God is ready to give me another treasure. But I got to go find in that trial, in that suffering, in that pain. That's what our mindset should be. I will give you peace. But but I want you to know that in this world, in your life, you are going to have a trial. You are going to have a tribulation. You are going to pain. You're going to have a pain and sufferings. But take heart. What does that mean? Take heart. Be comforted. Be totally comforted. Because I have overcome the world. I will make it so that you will see something of a value through these trials. Every treasure that we value or desire in life is hidden in our pains and sweat. I keep repeating this because that's the, the crux of the, today's message. Just think about it. Even the newly born baby And that's something that we value far, far more than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. Is that right? A newly born babies. Even newly born babies, they come to this world as a treasure to our parents, treasure to our family, treasure to us through the pain and suffering of mother's womb. Let that be just a clear lesson to us all. Nothing in this world will come without trials, without pain. And that is why we believe in Christ. That is why in Christ we understand his pain and suffering and crucifixion. Once you understand that, we understand. Even though we may go through challenges and suffering times, we understand that there is amazing treasure not only waiting for us, but it's in the trial that we're going through. Trials are invitation to seek and find his treasures. The hidden treasures are found in our sufferings. Hidden treasures are found in our tears. Especially in our tears. Because I can I can I can't even see it. It's almost almost physics. When, 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 when you're seeing something and it's one way, but when the tears are in your eyes, it, it, it kind of, you know, that refraction of the uh, circular shape of tears, it kind of changes the way we view things. It actually changes. In other words, when we have a tears, that emotional tears that comes out of our, 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 our soul and our mind, will help us to see through the refraction of the, uh, the frequency of the, the, the water or, or, or whatever, and we have the ability to see something 
that we will not normally see with the normal eyes. The hidden treasures are found in our sacrifice. What more can I say? Grace was found through sacrifice. The hidden treasures are found when you go through a seemingly impossible task of forgiving someone who may have a trespass against us. That's hard. But when you do, that's where real treasure is hidden. When you are being attacked, God is giving you an opportunity to find the treasure that he has already hid in that suffering of yours. The hidden treasures are found in the hurricanes and the storms of our life. There was a uh, drawing contest, like painting contest. They came down to uh, two finalists. One painting, uh, the, the theme of the contest was peace, as in like calmness. So everybody like drew. And it was all submitted, and two finalists were picked. One picture, the first one, had the picture of a beautiful uh, layers of mountains in the background. And there stands a humble home with the smoke rising from the chimney. Next to it, you can see a small stream of water gently flowing. And in front yard, you can see kind of so many kinds of flowers and shrubs. And under a tree, a large tree next to a water, you can see a mother ever so lovingly holding her sleeping baby. It's a beautiful picture that depicts the calmness, happiness, and peace. The other picture was somewhat contrary to the first one I just described. It was an image of hurricane-like storm. The color of the sky was gray and somewhat darkish. The branches of trees and the and, and, and trunk of the tree, the branches of, of, uh, uh, of a tree and the trunk of trees were like, were drawn as if they were uh, ready to be pulled out in any moment by that strong wind. The stream next to the house was gushing with a torrent of rainwater. And yet in the one corner, there was a little cliff. And there was a little pocketed ledge. There sits a mother bird with her wings protecting the baby bird. And as you look closely, you look at the picture, you can see this baby bird is sound sleep in very peaceful way, showing no signs of worries. If you were the judges, which picture would you have picked as the winner? Which picture was most impactful? Which picture gave you most hope? Which picture would you hang on the wall of your house. The second picture shows the reality that we live in. Yet this is the picture of painting of hope. This is a picture that shows that we have someone we can depend on during the time of our trials. 
storm and hurricanes in our lives. There's a picture that shows someone is protecting us. This is a picture that shows the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a picture that shows in the midst of our trials, there is, yes, hope. And that hope is treasure. That is treasure that is far more valuable than silver and gold. And this picture depicts our scripture of today, John 16, 33. I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace, but in this world you have tribulations. But take heart, be comforted, be at peace. I have overcome the world, and therefore I will overcome yours through revealing that amazing treasure that I have buried inside of your tears. We can find, yes, this peace in the midst of our trials. And the thing is, storms don't end. When one storm goes away, we're all happy, and then somehow, someday later, it comes back. That's what the storm does. That's our life. You think one storm goes away, you think it'll never come back again? Boy, you wish. If you want that, it's, that's, that's what heaven is like. It's no storms, right? It's not our time yet. They come back again, again to do what? To reveal hidden treasure for us. Take heart. Be comforted. Jesus has overcome the trial. So where does our hope come from? Where does this treasure come from? Psalm 121, 1, 2 says, I lift up my eyes to the hill. Where does the help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And you may have heard many times before when I mention about this uh, everyday guy like Horatio Spafor from Chicago sometime back some 140 years ago. That would be 1870. He lost everything. He was a lawyer and a businessman. He lost everything. Everything, not because of what he did wrong. He lost everything because of the Chicago fire. You study about the Chicago fire, the entire city was golf and fire. They lost everything. Before those days they were of insurance, they lost everything. Can you imagine? Today, we, something happens that we just complain to government, complain to well, request reimbursement from the insurance company, those were not the days. He lost everything. It was so difficult for him, so finally one day he decided to take a vacation. He sent his uh, uh, wife and four daughters uh, to London to just to rest. There was an evangelical revival going on. Uh, I think it was a Moody. Dwight Moody was preaching. He just wanted the entire family to go there, just uh, emerge in that help from the Lord wanted to be comforted. The boat and the ship ran, but he couldn't go because some, he had some urgent matters to take care of. He sent his wife and the four daughters on the ship. On the way to London, the ship collided with another ship. And four of his daughters, all of daughters, drowned and died in the sea. But his wife survived reached to the shores of London. 
Upon hearing that, he took the next ship to meet up with his wife. And as the, his ship sailed around the area where his four daughters drowned, where do our help come from? Where is silver and gold? Where is treasure in this kind of suffering and pain and trials? Where does it come from? As the boat was sailing, and the captain said, this is about the spot where the previous ship sank, claiming most of 300 passengers. The wisdom and knowledge of God the help came to him at that moment. He saw a treasure. And he wrote this particular song. It is well. When peace like river attends my way, when sorrows like sea blows roll, when the challenges come, when trials that I cannot even bear comes, whatever trouble, whatever my love that has taught me to say, it is well with my, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well, it is well. My soul. It sounds exactly like the help comes from the Lord. We will have trials in our life, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This Bible, this song, this is now we call him now, has comforted and saved millions and millions of people for the last 30, 140 years. Even today, this. Psalm is comforting. This is a treasure. Treasure to comfort and save millions of people. Those who are facing challenges beyond our imagination. Talking about the challenges beyond imagination. There's one person. Just about every godly man and woman in the Bible went through the trials. But there's one guy whose name is equal to trouble, equal to trial. Who is that person? Job. And I want to conclude today's message by showing you what hidden treasure God has shown through the trials of Job. He didn't simply go through the trials. He didn't simply go through the suffering for nothing. God showed him, and he found three major, major, major treasures. First, God revealed treasures, the knowledge of the wonders of God's creation. Second, treasures of God fulfilling our promise or his promise. And lastly, he showed us the grace, treasure of grace. So let's look at the first one, how God revealed the treasures, the knowledge of the wonders of God's creation. This was written. This is treasure revealed thousands of years ago. Thousands, okay? Thousands of years ago. Just about three, four hundred years ago, we thought earth was flat. Is that correct? Is that what you studied? We thought it was flat, flat, flat. If you go to the other side of earth, you fall 
and you disappear. <laughs> You're gone. So they were afraid to go to sea deep into the horizon. Nobody went there. But thousands, thousands of years ago, the treasure of the knowledge of the wonders of God's creation was revealed. Job 26, 7, he spreads, God spreads out the northern skies over empty space. He suspends the earth over nothing. How clear is that? That through the trials, the pain, Job was able to reveal that hidden treasure, the wonders of God's creation, when something nobody knew. Second thing is talking, he talked about universe, then he talked about the bottom of our, uh, our, our, our ocean. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recess of the deep? When you go down, we thought that it was like dead. There's nothing in a really, really deep down. Because the, the pressure is so high, we human cannot even physically go down there. We, we'll be crushed. Our body will crush to like, I don't know, size of a penny or something. There's life in there. Spring of sea. Nobody knew that. We found out this truth only 50, 60 years ago. Did you know that? When we sent this Machine down there with a camera. We found out there's a spring of sea. There's a living organism down there. Only 50, 60 years ago. Thousands of thousands of years ago, this was already revealed. If you go and read the book of Job, the through the trial, this kind of revelation, there's hundreds of them. Maybe not hundreds, a lot. It talks about anything that you study in biology. It's already been stated, revealed as treasure Knowledge of treasure in the Bible. Second thing that was revealed through his trial was God's promise that I will fulfill my promise. See, when you believe that God is going to fulfill his promise, that's a faith. It's so easy today to be able to say, I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus, uh, my Savior, is the Son of God. That's sort of like the fact. Now it's sort of like the fact. But to totally believe in the promise of God is real belief. Belief. And that's a treasure. So in the Bible, if you look at it, so look about talking about the, the promise. What kind of promise? Well, look at this. It's actually a physical promise. Job had seven sons and three daughters. You know that, right? So all through all the trials, and, 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 then, well, and then he had a, a 7,000 sheep. Uh, 3,000 camels, 500 oxen, and 500 donkeys. That's what was clearly, clearly stated in the Bible. Actual numbers. And then God promised, I will give you everything that you have in double. Did he promise that or not? Yes, he did. And at the end of the, uh, uh, the book of Job, it clearly defines, I have given you double. You know what it says in the Bible? It says, you had uh, 7,000 ships, so here it is. I'm giving you 14,000. You had 3,000 camels, here's 6,000. You had a 500 cow, the oxen, here's 10,000. You had a 500 uh, donkeys, here's 1,000 donkeys. He gave twice. Clearly recorded. God kept his promise. What is that? That's a treasure. 
That's a far better than believing in the silver and the gold to believe that totally God would deliver his promise. That's a treasure. Did you know that? You know that. Third thing, the book of Job, through the trials and the suffering of Job revealed, was grace. You talk about grace, well, that was time when Jesus came 2,000 years ago. He showed us grace. Yes, of course. But thousands, thousands before that, this grace was already revealed to us as a treasure to come, which Jesus did. Here it is. How many, how many brothers, um, how many sons and, and, and daughters did he have before the trial? Seven and three. So in the Bible, it says, instead of double, after the trial, he only got seven sons and three daughters. He did not get double. He was supposed to get double. He should have gotten 14 uh, uh, sons and, and three daughters after the trial. Well, what's with that? I remember when I was in college, my father preaching, and I was like, wow, that's a treasure. This is amazing. He said, this is grace. This is grace. What about? Well, animals have no spirit. We, when we believe in God, where do we go? We go to heaven. So after the trial, when Job and everybody else dies and go to heaven, in heaven, it's a different story. In heaven, there will be the original seven sons and three daughters, and the new seven sons and three daughters. Together, he will have double in the heaven, 14 and 6, as is shown in red. You were supposed to say, wow. <laughs> you know, that's a grace. Because grace allows that to happen. Through the trials of Job, God revealed three amazing, amazing hidden treasure. Hidden treasure of that mysterious creation of God. Second, his promise. And third, his grace. That's our Lord. Going back to our suffering and our trials. Psalm 56, 8 comforts us. Psalm 56, 8 says this. You keep track of all our sorrows. Why would our God want to keep track of all our trials and sorrows? Because he has reason. Because he wants to reveal that to us. Why would something like this statement is in the Bible? He will keep track of all our sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. Wow. Every tear you shed because of a challenge you're facing, whether it's because you made a mess, whether it was created by somebody else, that tear God will collect. And you have recorded each one in your book. 
God remembers every teardrops that we have. And, and when we see things through the lens of tears, lens of tears, that is the lens of cross, the lens of crucifixion, the lens of grace, that's when we really see the hidden treasure that he has long prepared for us. In this world, we will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And that's the truly true and true gift to us as most valuable treasure in the world, Christ himself.